Welcome into another edition of Sportball with Squam, Stogie, and Skulldog. I'm your host, Sam. With me, as always, are these two dicklets, short for short dick. Or is it long for short dick? <laughs> anyway, the names are Kyle and Seth. Welcome in, boys. How are we doing? Well, doing well. I speak for the both of us, I think. I don't know wow. if I appreciate you calling us dicklets every time. Why don't you appreciate it? Just seems like there's maybe some nicer ways you could think of to introduce us. Such illustrious individuals that we are. Welcome in these two small wieners. Is that better? Yes. I would it like it be. to be known, though, that uh, along with calling me Thicky Rubio, Stogie Barone, among other names, you can now, I can now be referred to as uh, the human banana peel. <laughs> I've, made, I've nicknamed myself this. So tell us what this came from, Kyle. Uh, I was cleaning our kitchen the other day, and there's there's a bundle of bananas that are very rotten that I won't touch. Um, you know, sometimes life could be rotten, so I thought maybe I should just be the human banana peel. <laughs> That's beautiful in a way, and I think it's a comment on society. That's exactly what thoughts. it is. <laughs> also, can I get props for doing the intro without even looking at my notes? I highly commend you. Thank wow, you. you're amazing. There's a lot of S's and syllables, so I'm pretty proud of myself. You should be good at that, considering your name is both of those things. <laughs> uh, all right, so. Yes. Let's just get right into it. Why fuck around, boys? <laughs> That's not what we're here for, am I right? You raise a great point. We have the NBA podcast Big Summer Blowout, as I've titled it. Uh, I don't know. Big why? Summer Blowout? <laughs> yeah but i want our thoughts to be balmy so also i have a i have a countdown timer like that on a ticking bomb that my computer will restart in one hour and 31 minutes so everyone keep an eye on that uh all right so let's start with the celtics because if there's one thing that we always have to discuss it's the celtics and that's because they're dysfunctional and it makes us feel good to talk about them and have seth feel bad right kyle Exactly. <laughs> so, Seth, uh, you hate Kyrie now? He's dead to me. He's been deceased for quite some time. I killed him last week, you fool. The hard thing is, like, still when I watch the Celtics, I love watching Kyrie play. And he's just an enjoyable human to look <laughs> like. He's so graceful on the court. He does things that most players would never be able to do. Um, and I just, I find myself like obviously still cheering for him, but at this point we've gotten to the level where the dysfunction and the toxicity that he's creating in the locker room and just how much he's talking. And I mean, it's clear as day that the Celtics look better without him on the court. And especially like on days when he doesn't play at all. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think, you know, I was thinking about, like, imagine if we had just traded Kyrie for Anthony Davis. And maybe that wouldn't have made, like, maybe Davis wouldn't have stayed. But for this season, that could have made an incredible impact. Um, and I think they didn't do, I mean, I don't know that the Pelicans would have done that because maybe they feel that Kyrie would leave soon anyways. But... I think the Celtics didn't put that on the table because they were hoping to get both of them. And now it's like, I don't even want Kyrie on my team anymore. I mean, maybe once Davis, like if Davis gets there, then things will change and the whole just personnel and who's on the team, will they'll build a new chemistry. But right now it's clearly not working. Um, and... I miss the good old days when we were like the underdog Celtics who are overachieving and all playing together as a team. And I think that's in the era of guys just wanting to play together and build super teams. I think that chemistry sometimes gets missed, um, which I know we'll talk about later on in the podcast with how spoilers, Seth, please. Our Teaser. <laughs> what I don't really understand <laughs> about the Celtics, and I don't know why I didn't bring this up before, but the Celtics wanting to go after AD so badly in free agency, like they paid Kyrie and took Kyrie 
because he wanted out of Cleveland because he didn't want to play with another so-called superstar, a.k.a. LeBron. So why are you trying to pair him now with another top five player in the NBA when the sole reason of leaving his previous place of work was because he was upset that he wasn't the alpha on the team? That's interesting. There's probably a couple of reasons for that. Namely, one being that Kyrie and Anthony Davis are known to be friends. Uh, also, that no, I, I mean maybe that's not a big thing. Also, that Kyrie might still feel like he's the alpha on a team with Anthony Davis because I don't know how much of an alpha personality Anthony has, even though Davis would clearly be the better player on that team. But also, they may have felt like Kyrie learned from his experience, which he has said already, and even has seemed and there's been rumblings that he's willing to get back with LeBron himself. Right. So you would assume that part of Kyrie's irkness is past him. And there's a whole new irkness that he's found now with younger players. What I don't really get is Kyrie's acting like he's this grizzled veteran who can't stand the young guys because they don't know how to play when he's 25 years old, sopping wet. And like, what kind of leader is he? He was, he's never been the leader on a team before. Oh, okay. Never mind then. (laughs) <laughs> everything you said is false <laughs> like i just don't know why he needs to be like why he feels the need to be to reigning these young guys and and like speak to the media about them i just feel like that's just not even his job you know do you feel that way seth i mean i guess he is the best player so maybe it is his job i don't know i think he wants it to be his job and i think he's looking for explanations for why the team is losing and he doesn't want to tell people, well, it's because I'm a bad leader and we can't have any chemistry on the court and whatever's going down in the locker room. Right. I think it's partially like a cause and effect thing, like a chicken and the egg, perhaps. I saw uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> where he goes and talks to the media about how everything's bad. And then that's evidence that clearly there's people aren't on the same page and at the same time that makes it worse where because he's talked to the media and he's bitching about the young guys now the young guys are pissed so it's just this vicious cycle but at the same time i think part of it is like it's actually his fault and he can tell that the team is playing better when he doesn't play but he's not going to say that to the media and so his explanation is that well it's the young guys and we're not being patient and people don't know their roles and people are trying to do more like than they really should or they think they should have a bigger role so people are upset and it's like that's definitely part of it but it's not helping to be calling people out like this and if you just let al horford do the leading i'm sure everything would be better and i feel like Like, while some of these things may be harsh and maybe wouldn't be the leadership style I would choose, I would feel better if he just said these things internally to guys in person um, and didn't come out on the media and say them, you know. I could see you trying to push your younger teammates in practice or in a locker room to have conversations with them one-on-one about are they happy in their role, et cetera, what can we do to make that better. But he's just kind of following in the LeBron James mold, which is one of my least favorite things about LeBron. Mm-hmm. Everything else I love about him, his his acumen in the bedroom being one of them. But I, <laughs> but I don't like when players go out to the media as an outlet to criticize their teammates because I don't, I don't think it's very constructive. Yeah. yeah. Does anyone like that? I think the me- players seem to. Maybe it's just like. They get asked these questions, they just answer them, you know? Because it doesn't seem to be helping anyone, and they have to, I feel like they have to realize that, but I feel like they're just frustrated, and when you're pressed up against, you know, your locker with 10 cameras in front of you, and someone asks a question that frustrates you, maybe just kind of let it out, you know? Yeah. All that being said, I still am holding on to a semblance of, uh, a thought that they could make it out of the East still. I don't know. I think it's possible. I think anything can happen in the playoffs, and maybe they'll figure it out. Maybe once the playoffs happen, start, everyone will set aside their egos, and Kyrie will make some 
clutch shots and Al will be himself and we'll just will ourselves through it. But I definitely don't think we're the favorite and I would not pick us in a series against Milwaukee or Toronto. And need I remind you that had the playoffs started today, they'd be playing the 76ers in the first round. So Kyle, we feel pretty not confident that they're going to win that, right? No, I don't. This chemistry issue is just so terrible that, like, I don't see really any way of them making it past the second round. Like, if they somehow end up against Brooklyn in the first round, I think I would highly, I know I would highly consider picking Brooklyn to beat them in the first round. At least Brooklyn's happy. Brooklyn is very happy. I listened to a, a podcast with Joe Harris today, mm. and they, he made it sound like they're like one of the happiest, closest teams in the NBA. Yeah, he did. Like I, I don't know much about all other, you know, twenty nine other or twenty eight other teams that we know about the Celtics, but um, the chemistry that that Brooklyn has is just so top tier, and they're all Stogie boys. So I just love them <laughs> even more for that. All 15 on the NBA roster are still be boys. 100%. <laughs> I feel like also this might this might be a little minor of a point, but Brooklyn doesn't have like a star and they don't have anyone that brings a lot of media attention. You know, I think that when you have someone like LeBron or Kyrie or Kevin Durant, you automatically get media scrutiny, right? And that becomes, I think, tough for teams if they don't have a solid internal structure. Yeah. I think it's definitely just harder to cultivate that chemistry in a bigger market or also just with higher expectations. Like the Celtics yeah. came in with such high expectations, whereas everyone thought Brooklyn was going to be trash or just mediocre at best. Yeah. So that's a big sure. part of it. But I mean, kudos to them for figuring it out. Let's uh, shift gears to another dysfunctional team. The Los Angeles Lakers of Anaheim. Uh, <laughs> right now, they have a five percent chance to make the playoffs, according to some bullshit number that I don't know where, where it came from. <laughs> I think I just saw it in the ESPN ticker. To be honest, um, Kyle, let's start with you. Do you think they'll make the playoffs? And do you think Luke Walton is gone as head coach either way? Yes, I do think they make the playoffs. Um, I think it's going to come down to like the last week or two of the season. It's going to be close for sure, but um, paint you know, me the picture of the me today of yeah, the next week's. Yeah, I was just about to do that. Um, so, not do I just think the Lakers make the playoffs. I also think the Kings make the playoffs as the seventh seed. Um, but really, like I was telling you guys today, let me paint it for the for the audience here. Um, the, they make the playoffs. Their playoff run really starts this weekend. Um, the Kings and the Clippers play today, which will be Friday once we drop this. I'm getting in. I'm getting there. Um, yeah. So right now, what is it? The Clippers are in the eighth seed. Uh, Kings are in the ninth seed. And so really, whoever wins that game, they're going to flip spots. Um, and then we have... Later on, which is where did I have this Saturday? Right, Spurs, Spurs, yes, yeah, Spurs. Right now are in the eighth seed, uh, and they play the Thunder on Saturday, which I think a lot of us project them to lose. Um, so that's going to be a game there. And then the Lakers play the Clippers on Monday. So the Clippers really have a tough stretch of the teams vying for their playoff spot. Um, and, you know, LeBron, he's already said he's activated playoff LeBron early. Um, mm -hmm. And you could tell, like, he's still taking some possessions on defense off. And Which it's he has like, been for two years. I mean, come on. Exactly. And he's not going to play his hardest defense until he's actually in the playoffs and most likely actually in, like, the second second round, third round of the playoffs if he gets that far. Um, but I think just through sheer will – LeBron isn't going to let his, what is it, how many years straight has he made the playoffs now? Uh, uh, I think it was since, do you remember the Big Bang? 
<laughs> I think so. Yeah, yeah that man, was when are you uh, familiar with Austin, the birth of Jesus stink, Christ, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I think it's been since like 2006 or 2005 or 2004. Yeah. Or crazy shit like and, that. Like he's so close that he's gonna get his team there. Like he's not gonna just fade into the background and be like, well. I came to the Lakers. I came to the West. I took on this challenge. I knew it would be harder. You know, I just think LeBron gets them there. Lonzo should hopefully be back within the next week, which is going to be huge for them defensively. Um, I don't know if we talked about it a lot before, but that signing of Reggie Bullock, I think, has been very positive for them after watching the last few games. Um, He's very pesky on defense, and which is something that they need, uh, especially when you have him on the court next to Rondo, who looks lost half the time. Um, But he's also been extremely um, proficient at the three-point line for him, which is also something they can use. Um, And Brandon Ingram has looked incredible the last month and a half. Kyle Kuzma has quietly been very good all season. Kuzma. I think they're just getting like a lot of shit because it's in a position that LeBron hasn't been in before. And yeah, you know, we've heard in the media, everything that's been going on behind the scenes and, you know, him being vocal about some things. And it's like, I don't agree with those either. Like you said before and how Kyrie has been with the media and stuff like that, but LeBron's not going to miss the playoffs, especially when Lonzo comes back. That just adds another dimension as long as he's healthy They'll be at least the eighth seed. Maybe they sneak into the seventh, but I think that's really going to be the Kings. Yeah, I I don't want to bet against LeBron, and I keep just saying LeBron's going to make it. But, I mean, it's certainly a very real possibility that he doesn't. And we've seen this before with great players in their prime. Uh, Kareem missed a couple seasons. Um, other players that I can't think of also did. Kyle, do some in podcast research to find that, would you? Uh, <laughs> just look up players in their prime that are superstars that miss the playoffs. Mm, okay. Like top two. Like Moses Malone and. Yeah, I'll look that up in a second. It would be shocking, though. Seth, you, do you think that the uh, Lakers are going to miss the playoffs? Go under your head not, right now. I'm not prepared to bet against LeBron. Um, yeah, me neither. But I think it is a little unfortunate that I think it would be more fun if the Lakers made it into the seventh seed and had a chance of getting to the second round. I think you know what would just... be crazy if the Lakers get the AC and just beat the Warriors and LeBron's like, "Yeah, fuck you all." <laughs> I did read a theory that LeBron is just playing the long con and just kind of like trying to skim in there as the eighth seed. And then just take the Warriors out of the equation in the first round, and then just have the rest of the playoffs to coast. What do you that have to be, worry about at that point? That would be my favorite thing to happen, honestly. <laughs> but sorry, Seth, I caught you off. What, you think they're going to make the playoffs? Yeah, but I think it would be more fun to be able to see the Lakers like have a chance in the second round. I mean, I yeah. would never pick the Lakers to win a playoff series because they're the worst team in history. But I think like some people would give them a chance to beat Denver. Some but, rational people, you might say. Right, but not Who didn't Warriors. have several soft spots in their hearts for Celtics players. Not right. for Kyrie, though. He's dead in your heart. Yes. <laughs> he occupies a very cold, stone-cold place in my heart at the moment. It's not soft so, at all. So can you tell it's our hard. listeners what uh, game you're watching that you keep looking at the side, too? Uh, Utah-Denver just started. It's 2-2. Two to two. Thank you. I'd appreciate updates throughout the game, please. Absolutely. Um, uh, to answer your second ahead. question, I think Walton's gone either way. I yeah. think I think so, too. I think it's irreparable what's happened. But LeBron if you told the team bus to leave the facility without him the other day. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to – like, he just should quit at that point. That's yeah. so embarrassing as a head coach for your yeah. number one star player to be like, forget him. Just get going. Isn't Walton like the same age as LeBron? He can't be that much older. Just about, yeah. I think so. Actually, like how... Luke is probably like 40. Something. Yeah. Stopping what? Uh, I have one more thing to say. What was it? Oh, there have been other coaches mentioned as potential candidates to replace Luke, and the list will shock some. 
Almost, almost at the top of the list is Jason Kidd. Who, oh my god, I swear to god. We just saw him leave an eighth seed, and they basically didn't change that much. I mean, they got a few free agents, but they just changed their coach and immediately they're the best team in the league. So that's a red flag right there, I'd say. <laughs> He's well, like the, the opposite is, MVP. <laughs> he basically had Giannis. Yeah. Well, he did. Ha- Jason Kidd had Giannis, right? Who's actually yeah. a similar player to LeBron. Yeah. And he basically did what the Lakers did this year, which yeah. was not surround him with shooters. Right. And not have any sort of viable offense. And so I think they like, just want Jason Kidd because he's like friends with LeBron. But yeah. Why LeBron can't make the decisions for your franchise, much as I love I mean, him. Ideally, you could get someone that gets along with LeBron and is a good coach. What? Holy shit, that can't be right. I mean, Ty Lue honestly would be fine, probably, right? <laughs> no. Like, <laughs> I don't know how much better he is than Luke Walton. I feel like he's just another fine coach like Luke Walton is, you know? Yeah, I guess so. Great for slow. All right, let's move on to everyone's favorite segment, America's favorite segment. Dare I say the world's favorite segment? I don't know. Why don't you look at Globe for once, kids? So it's the... <laughs> in, in, can we get some in-podcast research from Kyle to figure out what the Globe's favorite segment is? <laughs> yeah, one second. Um... <laughs> yes, so Google just... says it's this one coming up. Good. Okay, great. So we're going to list our top 30 players in the NBA right now. Never before seen, except Never for on this podcast. Heard. Or you won't, will only hear it, of course. So... Um, I was thinking, guys, that we just go through 10 at a time each. What do you think? What is the criteria for this? Is this just, you know, the best players? This point in time. He's always a stickler for criteria. Based on this season, based on the Did you make your top 30 list? No, he didn't. Yeah, I already (laughs) made it, but I have to ask. So basically, I'm glad you asked that. Thank you for bringing that up. The The criterium is thusly speaking. Uh, basically, it's the top 30 players in the NBA right now at this moment, taking into a little bit of account past performance and projected playoff performance this year. But I would say that it's mostly based on this season so far. Yes. So, for instance, I wouldn't put Nikola Vucevic as a top 30 player, you know, for the last few years, but I have him in at this At this list. point in time, yeah, I agree. Okay. I also, I don't know if you, what you guys did, but I didn't include players that are out for the year, so I don't have Victor Oladipo, John Wall, or Chris Tops no. here. Yeah, I, I excluded them. Okay. Seth, you have them all one through three, right? <laughs> Chris Tops, number listening? one. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't see you for a second because I'm blind. All right, so... Finally strikes again. <laughs> I didn't eat my carrots today. So... Who wants to go first for their 1 through 10? Or should we go 20 through 30 and then really build the suspense? Oh, yeah, let's go down. 30 through 20, really. Yeah, of course. But I'm going to start at 15 and then end at 27. <laughs> All right, I'll just I go first. I can only assume that Sam I made a to. list of 40. I actually pulled up top 30. I was going to reveal on the podcast I have a list of 31. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, so. But if you had I... to take one off, you'd take off, like, number 25 or something. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Should I just go through my 31 through 20 then? Yes, please. Someone us. stop me. Okay, so 31 is Pascal Siakam. <laughs> Honestly, he should probably be in the top 30, but I just couldn't swing it. <laughs> 30 is Nikola Vucevic. I had to slide him in there because he's on my fantasy team. 29 is Kyle Lowry. 28, D'Angelo Russell. 27, De'Aaron Fox, because I had to put both the players with the D-E apostrophe next to each other, because sometimes <laughs> they feel left out. Uh, <laughs> 26 is Chris Paul. 25 is Chris Middleton. I had to put the Chris's next to each other, because sometimes they also feel left out. <laughs> uh, 24 is Luka Doncic. I can't tell if that's too high or too low, honestly. 24. It's so hard to tell with rookies. I don't know. I feel like it should be higher, but you know, you really have to earn it in my list. 23 is Al Horford. 22 is Blake Griffin, 21 Drew Holiday, and 20 Bradley Beal. Thoughts? Okay. Let's just go through all of ours, and then we'll give our thoughts for the listeners. All right, you can go next. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm going to start at 30, not 31. That's weird. 
<laughs> Why didn't we have 31? <laughs> uh, 30. I got my boy from the north, Pascal Siakam. Yeah. Uh, 29. I had a hard time ranking this man because he is a stogie boy, and he had to be in here. De'Aaron Fox. Mm-hmm. Uh, 28. I think this is too low, but I also didn't know who to move to put him higher. Donnie Mitchell. I, did, I needed Donnie in my top 30, but I just didn't swing it. Yeah. 20, 27, I got uh, Al Horford. Mm. 26, Chris Paul. 25, D'Angelo Russell, a.k.a. D-Loading. Uh, 24, Nikola Vucevic. 23, Fat Man Kyle Lowry. 22, Kemba Walker. Wow, low. Not Kemba Crawler, Kemba Walker. Uh, <laughs> 21, Jimmy the Buck Butler. And number 20, Drew Holladizzle. Mm. Drew Holiday. Do you call him Holladizzle to his face? I would. <laughs> In the street, if I saw him, yeah. <laughs> All right, Seth, go ahead. What's I your think you're going to be surprised by some of mine. Okay. <sighs> Keep in mind, I put copious amounts of research into these. No, you didn't. You just made it five minutes ago. Yeah, I did. Um, <laughs> number 30, Christopher Middleton. That's his full name. His Christian name, you might say. Yes. 29, Drew Holiday. 28, DeMontis Sabonis. Mm, I like that. 27, Al Horford. Narrowly above Al Horford is Kyrie Irving. Wow. You hate him so much. I'm surprised he cracked the list. I really wanted Al to go above him, but it just seemed, you know. It's one of those things that's like, obviously Kyrie is way better, more talented of a basketball player, but he's single-handedly cratering our team, so where do we put him? Yeah. Then I have De'Aaron Fox, 25. Steven Adams at 24. Mm -hmm. I like that. Chris Paul, 23. C.J. McCollum, 22. Luka Doncic, 21. And rounding out the 30 through 20 range is Nikola Vucevic at 20. I have several thoughts. First of all being, Kyle, you berated me for not having Pascal in my top 30, but he was 30th for you. So <laughs> I told you I had trouble. I had trouble. <laughs> I'm placing like the last, like 18 through 30. Honestly, I could it's have changed them. Up. Any way possible, yeah. But it's such yeah. a slim margin of difference between them. So, Seth, did you have Jimmy on your list? I did not. Hendrix, I mean. <clears throat> yes, I did. Okay. Yeah, I didn't have Jimmy the Buck Butler as well. And I feel like, you know, he probably is the third, a top 30 player. But I don't know. Just like he just tanked one organization and then still wasn't happy the next one. So it's like kind of a Kyrie situation where I just didn't want to put him on there. I gave him a little timeout. I said, you sit in the corner, you think about what you've done, Jimmy. And if he does it again, you know what? He'll never be my top 30 again. There, I said it. I'm pretty sure I've heard someone say no one puts Butler in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Million Dollar Butler? Yeah, I remember that movie. Nah, uh, yeah. He breaks Isn't his that neck, what the right? from? I've never seen it. I have no idea. Isn't uh, there a movie called The Butler? I'm I sure. heard it's just a documentary about his life. I Is can't believe it's not Butler. <laughs> nice one, dude. I like how Seth had Al the lowest, even though he's a Celtics fan. Wait, where did he have him? 27, I think. I think Kyle and I, I both had him 27. Yeah, we both had him 27. You guys are fools. Uh, I, could, I, mean, I think I kind of agree with Kyle. Like By that point, I was just kind of listing names. and was like, yeah, this player is probably better than him. And yeah, plus yeah. Al did miss some time. Yeah. True. So I docked I think, a little bit of I think you're right, guys, that 20 through 30, the order doesn't matter as much to me because yeah. they're all similar talent, I feel, don't you? Yeah. And there's maybe five or six more players we could have included in that same group, you know? Because mm-hmm. I didn't have Steven Adams or CJ, but I could, you know, I wouldn't argue with having them in the top 30. I didn't have Jimmy or Sabonis or D- Donovan Mitchell, but I wouldn't argue with having them in the top 30, you know? So I think there's probably five or six more that we could include in here. No one would have a problem with it, really. No doubt. Want All to right, get let's going on. Go ahead. Uh, do I want to get you going? <laughs> All right, number nineteen. I have Draymond Green. Now, usually, in the past, I've ranked Draymond ahead of Clay Thompson, and me and Seth have had numerous 
discussions about this, most notably being when we both did a 5K for run with run the girls, girls on the run. But we didn't. We we're supposed to be paired with the girl and like be their mentor during the run, but we didn't get paired with anyone, so we just took a jog together in the city. <laughs> We woke up at like 7 a.m., drove to the city, waited for like two hours to go on a 5K jog together with nobody else. What does this have to do with Clay Thompson versus Draymond Green? The entire (laughs) jog, we just argued about Draymond Green versus Clay Thompson. That's fair. Yeah. So I think Draymond is still elite defensively, but he slipped offensively enough for me to drop him here. That's I still want him in the top 20, though. I didn't even, uh, it's not even on my list. Yeah, I completely <laughs> glossed over Draymond Green. I mean, he's a... you could argue that he's not a top thirty player, like for sure. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I just have a soft spot. <laughs> I have a soft spot in my heart for him. Yeah. Uh, at eighteen, I have Carl Anthony Towns. Seventeen, I have Kemba Walker. Not Kemba Sprinter. Mm. <laughs> Kemba Walker. At sixteen, I have Ben Simmons. Fifteen, I have Rudy Gobert. Fourteen, I have Clay. Thirteen, I have Kyrie Irving. I docked him a little bit for chemistry leadership, but not as much as Seth did. 12, I have Damian Lillard. 11, I have Russell Westbrook. Stop there. <laughs> Officer, please. <laughs> you have Russ over Damian. Yeah. Explain that to me. I just feel that... Russ offers things in the extraneous areas, even though his shooting has been poor this season. Uh, that you're talking that about Damon... your extraneous areas that he offers you <laughs> late at night. Yes, exactly. You know exactly. What do my extraneous there areas are. be? No further questions, <laughs> Connor. You know, I've never this. thought about I've never thought about this before, but Matt and I both have one more extraneous area than you guys do because we have three <laughs> nipples. Yeah. So if you guys are if we're if it's ever just the four of us on the podcast, we have total one extra nipple each, right? No wait. <laughs> no, we each have one extra yeah, half nipple. Nipples for one more person. Yeah, on average we have two point five nipples each. Yeah. Uh, that being said. Westbrook uh, has been better defensively this year. He's looked better to the eye test, and his stats have been better. He's still an elite uh, passer. What's that? What's that? He's shooting like 28% free or something. I'm only talking defensively right now. Oh. Uh, And he's still an elite passer and rebounder. But I don't know. You're right. I'm... mm -hmm. I can maybe Damon should be <laughs> maybe Damon should be above Russell. He probably should. I just I'm such a Russell defender, you know. I feel like people just come at him and I still would just want him on my team. I don't know. But I wouldn't I think Damon ahead of Russell is fine too. Bill Russell, I mean, because he's not even elite. <laughs> just kidding, baby. I would never say that to you. <laughs> All right, Kyle, who do you have? Uh coming in at number nineteen. I have Blake Griffin. 18, I got uh, Gobert. 17, Benjamin Simmons. Uh, number 16, Carl Anthony Towns. Number 15, Bradley Beal. Number 14, Kyrie Irving. Let me get berated for number 13, please. Luka Doncic. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like with him, it's hard to tell. Like, he probably is like a top fifteen player already. I don't know. Number twelve, Damian, and number eleven, Russell Westbrook. Oh, we both had him at Russell. We had the same order for twelve and eleven. Yeah. Wait, you didn't have Clay at all. Yeah, I glossed over him too. <laughs> I'm not mad about it either. Sure. Arguably, Sad. all these guys have a different. You know, you have to take into account the role they play on their team and. Sure. Stuff Which, like you that. You take Clay over D'Angelo, right? No. <laughs> He's standing by it. He's standing pat. I, no. D'Angelo Russell has looked like almost an elite player. Like, if, yeah, he, but... if he started driving to the rim a little more, and, like, instead of averaging, like, two free throws a game, he averaged, like, eight free throws a game, he'd be really close to averaging 30 points per game this season. Are you telling me Pascal Siakam is better than Clay Thompson? Yeah. I think so. <laughs> My God. He hates Clay. You heard it here first. 
All right, Alexa Hadley. doesn't agree with me either, but. <laughs> she does this to me twice a day. I don't even talk to her. <laughs> Bitch. She loves Clay. Wow. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, so I have Russell Westbrook coming in at 19, which I wouldn't be uh, opposed to someone persuading me to move him up higher. I do think the argument would be that he's contributed to Paul George's breakout season. So I I like that, but I just think the volume of threes that he's taking and not making any of them. 18, LaMarcus Aldridge. Yeah, left him out. 17, Bradley Beal. 16, I've Clay. 15, Ben Simmons. 14, Kemba. 13, Gobert. 12, Blake. Mm. And 11, Carl Anthony Towns. Wow. wow. Uh, what was I going to say? Do I feel strongly about any of those? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I will die on this hill. Ones? Hard to say. <laughs> I can't remember. I was going to say something about the list. Just tell me them all again. But quicker this time. <laughs> feel like. Don't tell us all again. <laughs> I can't remember what I was going to say. Seth, what's weird about your list? Just bring that up and then I'll tell you how I feel about it. Well, I had Blake and Cat significantly higher than you two. That's fair. I just don't like Blake uh, <laughs> as a person. <laughs> and I think his family is trash. Uh, uh, LaMarcus, <laughs> I feel like LaMarcus probably should be on this list. Uh, but I just don't like watching face-up 12-footers from the left side of the free throw line. What does that make me? I'm kind of old-fashioned that way. I've always liked LaMarcus. I do. Yeah, sometimes I'm in the mood for him. You know, I light a candle. Watch a Spurs game, really get into it, draw a bath, but draw a bath. It's like on a Pictionary. <laughs> she did a paper. <laughs> paper. <laughs> Kyle, any strong feelings you want to bring up before I move on to top 10? Um, did you say you're at Carl Anthony Towns, what, 11th? Mm-hmm. I like that. I feel, one, I feel bad for him because of the whole Jimmy Butler situation. I thought you were going to say like his car crashed the other day. That also. He said he had like a five percent chance of living. I think he that's, made that up, just which, like they made up the Lakers. That's like five percent really, chance yeah. of making yeah. Who really knows? <laughs> um, and he's looked really good. I think no. since Butler left, I agree. He's uh, been killing it. So uh, if you I like where you, I like where you put him the whole season. You know, I just I I literally put under Carl could be climbing up this list. I just kind of want more consistency from him, but he has been like does the last it, few weeks. So I think does he's it make probably... you wonder like how fast he's going to climb though, because he's a lot taller than some of these players, so he probably gets up the ladder pretty quick. <laughs> he probably doesn't need a rope, honestly. He could just free climb. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to give you my top ten. Are you fucking ready? Hit me. I bet our top tens are going to be like very similar. Oh, of course. Yeah, I think so. Number ten, Joel Embiid. How dare you! <laughs> <laughs> number nine, Paul George, which I never expected. I put Paul George in the top ten. I'll be frank wow. with you. Wow, you can number be Steven. Nine. Okay, yeah. I rescind what I said before about them being the same. Wait, did you not have Paul George on your top ten? You didn't have him in the top thirty? Oh, I have him higher. Oh, oh yeah, he should he should probably be higher. But there's a lot of good players I've heard in the NBA. Uh, Eight have Nikola Jokic. I thought about putting. Joel and Paul George ahead of him, but his team is better and he doesn't play with another star. So I just feel like he deserves that spot. Seven is Anthony Davis. Probably should be lower because of I already docked him a little bit for a situation this year and him not playing, but he's just so he's so fucking good. You know? Yep. Okay, good. I, <laughs> I just wanted to, I just wanted some you reinforcement. How, you know, you guys had a like didn't put Aldridge on there and yeah, play you didn't and Draymond. Put Davis? <laughs> no, I did not. Well, he doesn't deserve it. Uh, six, I have Kawhi. Uh, and then my top five to me is unassailable and it can't be assailed. Uh, five, I have James Harden. I thought about vaulting him over a couple spots, but I just prefer the way the next few players play, and that's just personal, really. Four, I have Giannis. Three, I have Steph Curry. And two, I have Kevin Durant. I feel like neither will win MVP, maybe when they play with each other ever, but I still think they're the second and third best players. One, I still have LeBron James. Uh, I don't think he's flipped enough for anyone to really grab his top spot, but I don't know if it's really a no-brainer at this point. I mean, did I think about it? No, but 
Could I, env- could I envision there being a brain involved? Yes. <laughs> Kyle, what's your top 10? Um, number 10, Anthony Davis, based on everything that we just talked about. Yeah. Um, number nine, I had Kawhi. Um, number eight, Joel Embiid. Did you Embiid. say Kawhi? Yeah, yeah he did six say, for me. He said six, yeah. Six. Uh, number eight, I had Joel Embiid. Number seven, I had Big Honey, Nikola Jokic. Number six, Paul George. Um, and then number five, I had a tough time ranking. Well, five through two, really. Um, very slim margin between these. Really is, between all of the top ten, but... Is one Josh Smith, or...? Uh, yeah. <laughs> How did you know? Uh, so number five, I had um, Stephen Curry. I've heard of him. Yeah. Uh, number four, James Harden. Mm. Number three, the Greek freak himself. Number two, the snake, Kevin Durant. And number one, LeBron James. LeBron germs. Any qualms? I feel like like I don't think LeBron is going to win MVP maybe ever again because it's a regular season award, but I still think he's the best and most valuable player, you know? Yeah, I agree with you. It's I not mean, a no-brainer, even though there's are, no brain involved. The one problem with our podcast is that we are some of the biggest LeBron stands <laughs> of all time. So uh, I am biased in that sense. Um, really just put us in a room with Nick Wright and Jordan's name would be dragged through the mud <laughs> faster <laughs> than a horse on a Drizzly Tuesday. <laughs> that is when they drag the horses no the fastest. Yeah, I've heard that. So I think it's funny that I always make a big stink about like, what are the criteria? What do we mean when we say like best player right now looking at this season? And so I think like my top 10 after, of course I said, I bet they're all going to be the same. Mine looks way different than y'all's. And I think, (laughs) (laughs) is it because I have Joe Harris in my top 10? No, No, because we all did. (laughs) Um, so I like put in a lot more stock into their performance this season. Yeah. And I was more like MVP rankings, which this day and age means like most outstanding player in the regular season. So just keep that in mind. Like, I still think LeBron is the best player in the world, but Mm -hmm. he's not number one on my list because you are a barbarian and a scholar. (laughs) <laughs> in the sky. See, so I, had a, I had a I had a tough time ranking mine because that's how I wanted to do it, but at the same time, it was like, you know, like like Durant's not in the MVP race, but he's still. But I still think like Durant and Curry aren't in the MVP race because they play with each other. Like I still think they're still having two of the best seasons. You know. Yeah. We so, just want a player to carry their team solely. That's what we want for MVP. Yeah, I guess so. But okay, go ahead. Sorry. So I have Lillard number ten, Fair. Kawhi number nine, LeBron James number eight. You scoundrel! <laughs> Again, part of it is because he missed like what, eighteen games for sure, for sure, yeah. And the whole thing with like, I don't know that we can necessarily blame him for what Rich Paul does, but well, we can. I think he hasn't been the best teammate so far. Yeah, and if he was playing like the best player and was on the court every game, I think if he hadn't missed any games, they'd be in the playoffs for sure. But anyways, seven, I have Embiid. Six, I have Jokic. Five, I have Steph. Four, I have Kevin Durant. Coming in at number three, (laughs) my former arch nemesis, Paul George. Wow, I'm shocked by this. He's coming around. Two, I have James Harden. And number one, I have Giannis. Did you have Kawhi anywhere in there? Yeah, Kawhi was nine. Of course. So I feel like Kawhi has rested several games. LeBron missed a bunch of games. Um, Steph missed some games as well, but I didn't penalize him for that too much. But I just think Paul George like, is a much different player than the one that he was in Indiana when everyone was trying to put him into the top 10 prematurely in my eyes because he shot a ton of mid-range shots 
Let me stop right. you there, Seth. I'm going to do something prematurely in your eyes tonight. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Put the kids to bed, for God's sake. Protect my my cornea. Maybe um, you get to wear an eye patch tomorrow. That'd be tight. <laughs> <laughs> and I think um, I think Paul George has basically. I mean, we've talked about this before, but he's played like Kevin Durant in his MVP season. I have them three and four. I mean, at this point, they're almost indistinguishable, and I think Paul George is better on defense. Whereas back in Indiana, when everyone was trying to say, like, oh, he's the best two-way player, he was, like, not scoring nearly as efficiently, and he was taking a bunch of mid-range, and now he's shooting from three. And like I said, he's basically Kevin Durant. And then Harden is averaging 37 points per game. I hear that's pretty good. Uh, I mean, um, it's better than 36 points per game. Yeah. So he also scored 58 tonight, nice. which is more than 57. But again, but been, 59. If, I, if I did a ranking and you told me, like, just who's better in general based mm-hmm. on what we've seen of them play basketball in your lifetime, Kevin Durant or Giannis, I'd say Kevin Durant. But I think Giannis has had a better season this year. No, I feel you. And that's a good way to rank them, too. It's interesting to me. I don't know if I really have a point to make here, but I'm just going to go ahead and do it anyway. Like, there's only three players really being considered for MVP, right? And I think it's interesting, like, that in every season, it comes down to a few players with the best narrative, so to speak, and the best, like, media attention. Maybe not just media attention, but, like, the spotlight, and they've they've performed well in – and they've had a lot of highlights or whatever. But, like, I feel like it should be Giannis, Harden, and Paul George should not be the only three ever discussed for MVP the rest of the season, you know? Like, while they're all having fantastic seasons, I mean, Kevin Durant's averaging, you know, 28, 8, and 6, or whatever it might be, and Steph is averaging, is averaging like, almost 30 points. <clears throat> and Nikola Jokic has... Three. Yeah, Nikola Jokic has taken a Nuggets team to the second seed that has no other star. If they win tonight, they're the first seed. And Joel Embiid is doing like 27 and 13. And, you know, you're just never going to hear any of them mentioned. And it's just interesting to me that, I mean, I don't have like a big qualm with those three being discussed for MVP, but it's interesting that every year come this time, we just focus on a couple storylines and don't really talk about any other player in consideration. I think they should really just rename the award most outstanding season, most outstanding regular season, because that's what it is. It's not about someone's value. It's, it's about like, like you said, the narrative, it's what's most outstanding, what's most awe inspiring. Mm -hmm. Um, What do the stats tell you is the best just from that one regular season. And so, I think, I mean, I think it makes sense that when once it's getting down to the end of the season, we would kind of, or the media would narrow down into a few candidates who you think we're going to win. But I do mm-hmm. think, you know, if someone wanted to vote Jokic for, as their top MVP, right, first place vote, I wouldn't have a big problem with that, but I bet he won't get any first place votes. So right. it is true, I think it's kind of like an echo chamber where everyone's like, oh, well, yeah, Giannis is the favorite, so everyone can vote for him, and then everyone does. I was going to use the exact words echo chamber, and I don't necessarily think they often get it very wrong, you know? But, right. like, there's because it's like an echo chamber, if everyone's talking about one player, you just assume he's the best. But, like, you know, you have other players over here averaging 28 points and shooting the lights out in, in Golden State. You don't even hear them mentioned. Would we even be talking about Giannis as an MVP candidate if his team wasn't first place or had the best record in the NBA and was had a point differential of almost 10? No, probably like, not. Yeah, if Jason Kidd was still the coach, I don't think Giannis would even be talked about. But, like, this season's not that far off from what he's been doing the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. It's just c- kind of interesting because Giannis isn't averaging the most points, rebounds, assists you know, best field goal percentage or anything in the league, you know, no, but, but his, he's still his team. So, right. so good and so efficient. And I, I don't know why that's not a knock on him. Whereas like, like yeah. we talked about like Paul George 
really where is OKC without Paul George and his defense and his offensive ability? And is are the uh, Rockets even in you know a top four, top five seed in the in the West if James Harden's not on the team? Exactly. Also, I'm just looking at Giannis's basketball reverence and the pronunciation where they sounded out is just incredible. It's the longest one I've ever seen in my life. Let me pull it up. <laughs> Do you have any nicknames? Uh, the Greek freak in the alphabet. The yeah. alphabet. Oh, I... That's a good. That's a good nickname. Doesn't he have every letter but the letter Z and X in his name? No way. That'd be I wild. Have no, I have no clue. There's no J. No Q. Or B, I know there's there's not a lot C. of what's his middle name. I think he only has three letters actually. <laughs> <laughs> what's his full name? Yeah. What's his uh, his middle name? I don't know. Have I been saying his last name wrong all these years somehow? They're saying his name is Kumbo, right? John East Adetokunbo. Oh, I always see Adanta de Kumbo. Antetokounmpo. Adanta Just like Lil Wayne says it. He said it himself if you guys watched the All-Star draft, LeBron Mm. and Giannis, because Shaq couldn't pronounce it, obviously. Obviously. And then they asked LeBron to pronounce it. He did pretty well. Yeah, that's no surprise. I think it is Antetokounmpo and not Antetokounmpo. Yeah, Yeah, makes sense. He's like a little ant. Do we have any other strong thoughts on on this list? I only have weak dreams. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go to our last segment then. Really the one I'm most excited about. Not the one the the globe is most excited about, though. No, certainly not. Our task, this this segment went through many iterations, but our task was to create a starting five using one star from our top 30. No, from our top 10. Yeah, well, okay. really. And then no using, yeah, so using one player from our top 10 and then no player from our top 30. Yeah, so the other four players have to be outside your top 30. And you just want a team... Kind of the opposite of the Lakers and Celtics. You want a team that has the most chemistry that you think is going to work well together. So, Seth, why don't we start with you since this is your idea? And it was a brilliant one, baby. Thank you. Um, I'm still not sure who my fifth guy is. Maybe you guys can help me. Oh, I'd love to. I guarantee it's a Well, I have one idea, but I kind of feel guilty about doing it because Kyle was texting us about it, right? So, I kind of don't want to do that one anyways so my first player is lebron james or otherwise james senior or, or Ronnie, junior either one okay gotcha um <laughs> obviously i'm having marcus smart on the team of course that's a no-brainer um i also have been i would like so then my one route that i went which i'm not going because i think kyle should have this one was to get Tobias Harris, mm-hmm. and if you need to buy, if you have Tobias Harris, you got to get Boban. Of course, <laughs> as I, mean, your blue guy. I did not go that route, so you could go that route if you lean. So that would be four. I'd have LeBron being point LeBron, and Marcus Smart being the point guard as well, yeah. and then Boban center, Tobias mm-hmm. Harris on the wing, playmaking and hitting threes, and then I think I would want one more shooter. Mm-hmm. And I think Buddy healed. Like wow, we have part. very similar teams, honestly. Mine's I'll just go through mine because it's okay. Mine's pretty similar. I have Marcus. I have Marcus Smart as my point guard. Actually, when I first made this team, I forgot to include a star, so I'll just go without the star, and then I went in later for a spice. So let's pause one second. My headphones died. I'm gonna go get another pair. Okay. Oh my There's god. Kyle, also, you're going to have to cut out the first uh, minute and 20 of mine because it just added on to our first take. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> you have a lot of editing work to do. <laughs> That's fine. I really want to know when Seth comes back if he named his team because I named mine. Oh, I haven't named mine. How did you do this without putting someone from the top 10? <laughs> I have a pretty solid team without it, honestly. <laughs> Was the I'm gonna ask you? Was the one player that you did include LeBron from your top ten has to be right? I'd rather not say. 
I mean, you're you're about to say it in a second. <laughs> All right, we're good. Fine. I want to keep the suspense. All right, so I have Marcus Smart as my point guard, uh, scrappy player. I'm hoping he shoots the three as well as he has this year. Otherwise, I don't have much shooting. Then at shooting guard, I had Devin Booker because he looks like he's 12, and I like that on the team. And then at small forward, I have Buddy Heald, which you really have to stretch him to small forward. But, you know, he's got he, he's been working out. At power forward, I have Pascal Siakam, which technically he was my number 31, but he wasn't in my top 30. So <laughs> then at center, I have Steven Adams, so he could just gobble up every rebound and talk an Australian accent. Uh, but you might notice I didn't have any stars in there because I forgot to put one in. So I'm just going <laughs> to... <laughs> I'm just going to sub in LeBron for uh, Devin Booker, but I'm going to move everyone down a position. So Buddy Hill will be my shooting guard, Pascal will be my small forward, and LeBron will be my power forward. So yeah. I feel like it's maybe a little bad to have three, non, or three non-shooters, but, yeah, it's fine. Buddy will make up for it. Yeah. Yeah, I had a really uh, tough time because my first go-round – uh, my team consisted of players from only two teams in the NBA. Uh, and that was the Denver Nuggets and the uh, Sacramento Kings. <laughs> Stogie <laughs> I'm not boys. Surprised by that. Uh, so the then two I Stogie franchises. Uh, yeah. So I went back and I, I reworked it so I didn't have solely players from those teams. Um, but the majority of the lineup is still players from those teams somehow. Okay. All right. Um, so <laughs> my starting five for the Tennessee Taters. Um, <laughs> That's that's the team they might have as well. Uh, at point guard, I'd have Jamal Murray. Mm, I love him. Shooting guard, uh, my guy who I predicted to win the three point contest and did, Joe Harris. Um, number three, Bogdan Bogdanovich. I strongly considered him. I needed at least one Bogdanovich. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at the four, I'd have Tobias Harris, and then rounding out the team. Nikola Jokic, of course. What? Oh. <laughs> I forgot you could add a star again somehow. I was like, he's not outside your top 30. <laughs> so of all your top 10, you took Nikola. I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. Well, my I... team's guaranteed to win because I have LeBron and neither of you do except Sam. But he I... didn't really start. I inserted him at the end, remember? He's coming off the bench. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's a, definitely a, you know, it's a discussion to be had. But after watching, like, I don't know what it's been recently. Like, the, the pick and roll between Jamal Murray and Jokic has been good all season. But especially as of, like, the last two, three weeks or since Jamal's been back from that injury he had, it's been, like, unstoppable. Did you guys watch the game the other night um, against OKC? Yeah, I watched part of it. I think that... But if Jamal gets more consistent, like he could even make an art. Like I consider him for the top thirty. I did too. He was just outside, um, but that pick and roll they run is like I, I don't think it's going to be. I think that's one of the biggest reasons that I have them as one of the two teams I think can beat the Warriors in the play in the uh, Western. Conference. I just don't see it with the Nuggets. I see it with OKC, but I don't know if I see it with. The I Nuggets. mean, the Nuggets have a great defense too, and like yeah. If there's any player that's going to get Boogie pissed off, it's Big Honey down low. He's going to drag him out. Like, he doesn't even play that often in the paint. That's once you true, drag, Once you drag him out, like, and Paul Millsap has been revitalized. It's because I dropped him from my fantasy team, so he got mad and went on a tear. Yeah, he had to scorn you. And my team's still called best in the app, though. Wow. Yeah. Well, no my, question for you, my question for you is who's going to score on my team? I got Marcus... Buddy healed LeBron, Pascal, and Steven. We're long. Buddy and we're Pascal. wet, we're wild. Yeah. <laughs> What's your team name? That's the real question. I'm the Tennessee Taters. Uh, we're called Wet, Wild, and Ready for Child. Wow. Is that because you have Devin Booker, who's impregnated like four women in a matter of two days? No, Devin's off my team for LeBron, remember? Oh, that's right, yeah. But LeBron already has two children. Three? So, you know. Yeah, but Devin Booker is really the epitome of what wild and ready for child. He can come off of the bench with LeBron. <laughs> Seth, do you have any uh, arguments for your team? Well, I think... Like, I don't know if we were doing this exercise 
with a gun to my head, would I go the Tobias, Bo- the Bobby and Toby route? That's also, the ultimate chemistry, though. That's true. It is. So I kind of like it. But I also thought about, like, I, I think LeBron needs to be surrounded by shooters, and he also needs somebody who can play the Kyrie role who comes in and takes off the primary scoring load for stretches during the game. So I was trying to think, like, who is a good person to slot in there who's not in the top 30? I kind of like your Devin Booker idea. I was going to say, actually, Devin fits that role perfectly. Too bad he's off my team, you fool. Yeah. I thought about Donovan Mitchell because he's not in my top 30. I thought about Jason Tatum Mm -hmm. because he would still have defensive versatility. Um, So I'm not sure who else you guys think. I guess I thought about Chris Middleton, although he's in my top 30, but I didn't add Anthony Davis, so really he'd be 31. Um, Well, you can have Anthony Davis and LeBron on your team, honestly. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That's so I thought about DeMar DeRozan. Oh, yeah. The thing with DeMar DeRozan is, and I'll, I'll never agree with this, is like he is a good player for what he does. But the man just needs to adapt to the current NBA and take a one step back and start shooting shots from behind the three-point line instead of a foot inside. I get sometimes he's efficient, but as of recently, he really hasn't been. And it's just, it's a much better shot selection in any form of basketball. I don't know why he refuses to do it. Yeah. I think he probably should have been in the top 30 though, right? Or no? No, he's ass. Of course. I also didn't have D'Angelo Russell, so I thought about him in uh, that slot. D'Angelo would be perfect for that slot. Yeah, yeah that's so true. I might do like... Too bad he was already Marcus. on the Lakers and could have been with LeBron. Know, right? <laughs> the Lakers are trash, honestly. If they had just kept D'Angelo and Brooke, like, yeah. their team would be completely The fact different. that they got rid of Brooke Lopez, too, is... That was unbelievable. Keeps me up at night. So I think I might do something like um, Marcus, D'Angelo... LeBron. I think if Buddy healed still for three points. Are you just changing your team on the podcast right now? (laughs) I'm putting an alternative idea out into the ether and people can decide what they would like. And then keep Buddy healed and then instead of Tobias throw in maybe Pascal or or just keep Tobias. But I can't have Toby if I don't have Bobby. I'm going back to my room. <laughs> Incredible work, honestly. This is what people tune in for the podcast for. Yeah, Just, this was fun. They get two starting fives. We've lost so, that somehow. Did we ever really have him, though? No, he just keeps freezing. There he's back. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it, what we just kind of touched on, the, the fact of, like, the one thing that we have to add to the Lakers for LeBron is like a Kyrie type. Um, it's kind of the opposite of the Thunder. Like he needs a guard of Paul George. You know what I'm saying? Like he needs yeah. the equivalent of Paul George in a guard form. So like Kyrie. But Kyrie's defense isn't like that. Mm, that's true. There aren't really any guards that, because that's why they're guards is because they're undersized. Because they can't guard they can't anyone. Play card. They can't play defense like Paul George because Paul George is six eight. Yeah, I mean, Mark is nowhere near the offensive. You know who I would love for them to get, and it's not even a possibility. Would be put Victor Oladipo on that team, healthy Victor Oladipo. There it is. That's a very player. Should I just Vic run the Lakers? Lakers? <laughs> I thought you already were. <laughs> All right, I think that about wraps up. Oh, Seth, I have to tell you what app that you should get. Oh, yeah, please do. It's called Plant Nanny. And what you do is you have a little plant, and it's pretty cute. It has, like, a little smile, you know? And then when you drink water, you enter it in, and the plant grows. (laughs) My plant would be dead in two days. (laughs) Because Seth only drinks water at meals. I'm the same way. I've been trying to drink a lot more water. Get Plant Nanny. And really the days where I drink the most water are the three days I'm at work. And I swear people probably think like I I don't know what they think is wrong with me, but I go to the bathroom to pee those days at least ten times in an eight hour workday. I feel like I pee fifteen times a day at least. Is that normal? No, I pee three times. 
a year. Wow. <laughs> Not if you get plant nanny, though. He's like a butterfly. <laughs> Do they only pee three times a year? I think so, but I don't know. We'll go with it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll run with it. All right, boys. It's really been a pleasure. The big it's NBA great. summer blowout. A success again. It's not summer. Why is this the name? It, it is a blowout, though. Kyle, which day did you rise, though? Let me check my calendar. Hold on. Okay. The third. It was the third. Thank you. Yep. Are we stopping? <laughs> yeah, I stopped it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>